Follow us on Facebook today. I am radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are so excited to have you guys here. We're joining us. Amadine, how was your week this weekend? My, how was, how was my week this weekend? <laughs> yes, I just made a face cringing at what I just said. I don't know. My English bundles must be running out. It is. <laughs> my weekend my weekend was actually really rough i had an exam today so like my weekend mm-hmm. was just studying just exam prep mm. i went to sleep at 2 a.m last night just just to make sure i was ready how was your weekend you know what i honestly i've been transcribing some sermons for my dad Ooh. and my dad preaches i don't know what is considered a normal length sermon because i've been exposed to my dad's preaching for a long time and none of the transcriptions are less than um, an hour <laughs> of just straight typing. So I feel my eyes have been fried a little bit by my computer screen. And my fingers are a little bit like, I'm kind of, I don't even know how to describe them. You've they, got that bit of like what arthritis or something yes, in your hands. Low key. And I'm still not done. I've still got two more sermons. But you know what? It's exciting. It's interesting. And I mean, you probably really know his content after that. You know what? I feel like I could preach on his message after this. If you guys would like to let us know how your weekend was, and we really would like to hear from you, please WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. Alternatively, you can also SMS us at seven. I mean, 37988. We would love to hear from you guys. Now, while you're here, you can also check us out. We're going to go live on Facebook Live a little bit earlier at about quarter past you can check that out on our Facebook page, 729K Pulpit. You can also go to our website, kpulpit.co.za, and we have quite a show for you guys. You don't want to miss it. We have such an interesting interview. I'm really excited for the interview this week, and not just because it's my friend that's in the studio. Mm, it's re- it really is a very thought-provoking topic. You guys don't want to miss it. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. And welcome back to the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. Now, we have three different things you can do down in Cape Town today. And it's quite exciting, actually. We're about to go into winter, as you can tell if you live in South Africa. (laughs) That's so specific. (laughs) No, because I have a friend that I speak to on a very regular basis, but she lives in France. So I'm always complaining about the cold and she's complaining about the heat because they're going into summer. And we, it always takes us about a couple seconds to remember that we don't, we're not neighbors in any mm. way. Do you know the problem as well is on Instagram, you'll have people from mm. like the, a different hemisphere being yes. like, oh yeah, I'm posting my summer pics now. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's, I just want to snuggle. Like, right? why are you posting like bikini pictures? Mm-hmm. Why are you on the beach? I have my hot water bottle here, a cup of hot cocoa with me. I don't want to go in a bikini and go to the beach. No. However, just before we go straight into winter, we have some picnic locations. I I loved this because I've always wanted to go on a really nice traditional picnic. So I have three places you guys might want to consider going. The first is the Cape Point Vineyards. The Cape Point Vineyard offers beautiful views of the Nordhoek Beach, acres of fine roast, vineyards, mountainous views, and elevated oceans, all at an award-winning winery. It boasts three different picnic spots for very different kinds of picnics. One is in a secluded area that has no kids allowed, very ideal for people going on romantic dates. One is in a family area where kids are allowed. There's shade galore in jungle gyms. And then the last one is a mid-level picnic land, ideal for larger groups, like maybe if you and your friends just want to go somewhere and hang out. Yeah, those are three locations it has. 
It is open every day of the week from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. all year round, and it costs roughly 140 grand for you to enter. You will also receive a basket which includes a variety of foods like freshly baked ciabatta bread, cold meat, a trio of cheeses that I do not have the name of, a picnic paraphernalia, you know, like, you know, a blanket to lie on, the mm. actual basket to the carry essentials. all the things. Yes, you get it. As well as many other things. You can find the Cape Point Vineyard on the Silver Mine Road in Nordhook. The next one is the Manor at Niederberg. With lovely views of the Drakenstein Mountains and the farms and vineyards, this garden at Manor in Paul is an experience and you can have very lovely picnics. The air basket includes a selection of local cheeses and a charcuterie board, chocolate brownies, any warm beverage of choice. I'm talking teas, coffee, chocolate milk. They have roasted baby chickens and many more. You know, like, you know, like chicken, like a leg or like a wing or something. <laughs> not like, <laughs> not in its full form. That is not what I mean. The visual <laughs> of a roasted baby chick was too much for my poor heart. <laughs> As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's actually doesn't sound very savory at all <laughs> in any way. I don't think anyone would want to open up their picnic basket and see that. <laughs> the last one I have is a little bit different. It is called Dial a Picnic. This company offers, well, it doesn't, it's not like the traditional picnic company that I've been uh, uh, talking about. It differs because the list is not bound to a location, but it rather functions as a delivery service that delivers a picnic basket as well as pillows to any location you'd want to picnic, like, for example, but not limited to, Kirstenbosch, Table Mountain, Luandando Beach, and you can even have the picnic basket delivered to your home. Their picnic basket includes things like freshly baked ciabatta bread, hummus, basil pesto and even an olive toppinot a cheese that's a palmer ham with fresh melon mini pecan tarts and the list goes on and i'm pretty sure they don't have many roasted chickens <laughs> it costs between 145 rand and 265 rand per person but payment is not set up the payment does not include setup of the basket if you are interested in dial a picnic please contact them at 081083 I'm just going to start again. 083-722-3935. I repeat, 083-722-3935. Zoe on 180 degrees. Now let's head on straight into the interview section of the show. It's so interesting. We have Peter Znell. He is a master's student in theology studying currently at Stellenbosch University. He wrote his undergrad thesis about his parents, about parents, not his necessarily, but parents' influence on their children in the church. And I'm very, very happy to discuss that. Good evening, Peter. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Um, It's great to be here. uh, I'm doing well. I had a great weekend. I watched the rugby, so it was great to watch rugby again. They had rugby on? Yeah, the Storm was played against the Bulls and the Lions played against the Sharks. So this, this show is very loving of all South African culture. We unfortunately do not... We, we support <laughs> rugby, but not by watching it. I do not find mm-hmm. this is a rugby-friendly environment, so... <laughs> we are friendly, we just don't understand. Trying to read room. <laughs> No, I just don't understand. I don't even know if I'm friendly about it. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Peter, I'd like to ask you the first question. Um, how did you decide on this topic for your thesis? Uh, I really wanted to study something that I uh, think the challenges, uh, what helped me tackle the challenges I would face in my ministry one day. 
and I am fascinated about relationships. And uh, I think your relationship with your parents uh, is the biggest one you have for the most predominant top time of your uh, life. And uh, yeah, I really wanted to d- dive deep in that. So, yeah. Just a caveat of information. Peter's dad is a professor of theology and his oh, mom wow. is a minister. So his parents have definitely had a positive influence in his relationship with the church since he himself is becoming a minister. Wow. Uh, trying to break the chain, but then uh, <laughs> you know, wasn't smart enough to uh, study God is like, medicine. no. <laughs> He's like, I said this way. You if must. you're cold, you're cold. It's so true. You can't run out of a calling. I mean, look at what happened to Jonah. Hmm. So I would like to ask, what were you hoping to find out while doing this study? I was hoping to find uh, a certain uh, target group of people in a certain age group. Uh, so now, from as an example, from the age of 12 to to 15, uh, of people falling through the structures of the church. Why are people leaving the church? What are the reasons for that? And uh, how do we create a, a structure that nourishes those relationships and help those people come back? In the way they want to, so that was what I was hoping for, and um, yeah, I, I think I got really close to finding that answer. Yeah, because you're within, uh, same as me, you're within the structure of the Inge Church, and the Inge Church is going through a bit of a crisis with their youth currently. Mm-hmm. So it's very topical for the church space we find ourselves in. Um, who was the focus of the study? Is it applicable to any other groups? The study focused on uh, people between the ages of 12 and 25, so it's very uh, focused uh, because uh, those are normally in a DRC context of a Dutch Reformed Church. Um, those are normally the people uh, in that generation. When they uh, c- uh, confess their faith, they normally leave. They are, uh, for different reasons, they move away or they study in a different province or they just um, uh, fall out of faith. So... I tried to focus on that group, and um, uh, one of the books I used for the study was called Skok and Positive. It was a book that was written specifically for the Dutch Reformed Church, and they did uh, empirical uh, studies on, uh, they did questionnaires with people, they did polls and deep interviews, but I found very interesting and helpful um, in the study. Yeah, I remember you telling me about a similar uh, study that was done in England. Yes, I, I, I like to sometimes look around the world if they have similar issues, and um, one of the um, theological uh, faculties in the Church of England, uh, I think it was in London, if I remember correctly, they said they, um, for every person they they convert to, to creation, so they bring them into the church and they confess the faith in Jesus Christ, they lose three. Hmm. So, wow. so the, the number is not, it's negative. So there's definitely something wrong there. And uh, I think one of the big problems is uh, your rela- parents' relationship with the children, mm. and how does how does that translate to their their relationship with the church? So that was that was one of the problems ident- identified. And also in American culture, they also have similar problems. I, I read a poll in America that was done in 2005 that uh, 44% of Americans do not. They are not in the same um, denomination they were when they grew up. Or they ch- either they changed religion or they changed denomination. And there are different reasons for that. Namely that, um, you know, they families, parents um, separate, so they go to a different context. Maybe they isn't the church of the denomination, so they're actually forced through social life that they have to change. Their friends go to a different church, but just go with their friends to the church they go to. So, you know. Mm. 
That's actually so true. I was genuinely, genuinely thinking about this because before the show went on, I actually spoke to another presenter here at the station and I was just talking about the show and how I just noticed that generally, I don't know if it's our generation or if it's just the young people thing that happens with every generation of young people. But I noticed that at around the age of about 16 till 18, many people do like fall away and they go into another direction. And it's, I used to think it was mainly just Christians, but that was because I was mainly in contact with Christians. But even this last week, I was at a get together at a friend's house and someone told me about this. He told me about this experience he was going through and he was Jewish. And I was like, that's actually so interesting that it almost seems like many religions around the board are experiencing this fall away from the youth. And my dad has spoken about this and he often says that just today's generation is very nihilistic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't know if he's just speaking like that because he's an older man and he's like, those those kids. But he has said that. And do you think that that is like a factor that one of the reasons why many children fall away? Yeah, I think that's a big problem we have in the church. But we don't, people don't have a space to ask critical questions. So true, actually. You know, especially teenagers uh, going through puberty and social uh, stress, you know, bullying, all that type of stuff, plays a major role of people leaving the church because they feel the church is just another place where I get judged. You know, I have to be a certain person, I have to dress a certain way to fit in, and and that definitely contributes to people leaving the church. Um, I'd like to ask you, um, could you tell us a bit more about the findings of your study? So essentially... Uh, I try to focus on why parents are important to the spiritual formation of children. So, uh, so psychologists use the term of socialization uh, when people uh, translate values and certain ideologies towards other people and just um, help development. And parents have a, a biggest role with children, especially within the first 10 years of your life. That, that's a very critical stage. And uh, for in the Skokken Positive book, they did a study that um, they started doing polls in the Dutch Reformed Church from 1985, uh, specifically on white Afrikaner families. And um, I wanted to see how many people staying in church or people leaving is the number fluctuating. And uh, they found that uh, essentially that uh, from 1985 to, to the year 2005, that there was an average of nearly 40,000 white Afrikaners leaving South Africa. And this is for different reasons. People immigrate for jobs and stuff, and uh, people do not have, have as many kids as they used to have. So mm. you don't normally hear any more people having nine children, you know. <laughs> um, I don't think uh, uh, that, that's even possible <laughs> with today's economy. But, you know, I mean, uh, it's possible, but, like, you always had a good idea. And then the study boiled down to, uh, yes, parents are very crucial to the children's development in the church because uh, essentially... If a parent does not translate a value towards a child, like being loving towards someone else, even though a different culture, they speak a different language, it's very difficult to learn that value of all that you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a certain cut-off point, it's never too late to learn a value, but it gets much more difficult. That's why New Year's resolutions never work. Mm-hmm. People say, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to lose weight. Normally it doesn't work because it's so difficult, and that's why... Old values are so important to our uh, society of respecting your neighbor, uh, respecting boundaries that people set towards you. So, yeah, the the study found out that parents are very crucial to that. And why are parents missing? 
Because in South Africa, 60% of children do not know their biological father. So we have a big father issue in South Africa. And um, family dynamics are changing. There's so many single-parent families for children are not getting the social interaction they used to get back in the day uh, when they had bigger families and parents were more hands-on. You know, with, with society stating so, uh, changing so much. People are longer, longer working longer hours at work, so children are getting neglected in a big way. Oh wow! I didn't even take into consideration just the how different the family dynamic could be because I guess my family dynamic it looks as traditional as you could. Like my mom, my live with both of my parents. I have two siblings, so I would say that. They, my parents have influenced me very positively in my beliefs. And I know a lot of kids don't have that. A problem we have at my church that, that we do discuss actively is parents coming and dropping off their kids for Sunday schools but not attending church and then the parents leave and then come back and pick up their kids after Sunday school because they just want their kids to go to, through catechism. They don't really become part of the church. It's just that little certificate so that their kids can get married or baptize their kids one day. So there is a weird culture among parents currently with the church. And I'm, I'm really glad more studies are being done about this. Um, what's something that you, that stood out to you in the study? Was there anything that was unexpected? I was really uh, surprised. Uh, in the Skokan Positive book, they, did a, they had a, a group of nearly 300 people. Uh, and they did interviews with these people and I asked them critical questions about their faith and relation with the families. And 40%, 47% of this group indicated that their mom play, played the most prominent role mm-hmm. in their faith formation, uh, which normally, yeah, if you l- listen to the broader uh, yeah, discussions, normally it's a male voice, it's a man speaking, it's the father who's the head of the house who leads the, the faith um, of the family. So I was very surprised to hear that, especially in the Afrikaans um, community, that people say their mom played the biggest role in the faith formation oh, as well, that it's never too late for someone, a family, to, to find itself again. It's, it's never too late to heal. There were so many stories I read of people saying, oh, I just started reading this book and started implementing certain values in the family and I found my father again and stuff like that. So I think that was very, very encouraging. And also, it's never too late for the church to, to restructure itself. And I think that's something very important for people to do right now, especially in times of great trauma like we're going through and have been going through these last few years. The support of a Holy Father that looks after you and that genuinely cares about you is so irreplaceable. And I mean, it's never too late to find acceptance in a church, to to find acceptance within yourself. So I'm glad that people are still, I'm I'm glad it's affirmed through a study that Mm. people are still finding their faith and finding themselves later on in life. It gives me hope for a lot of people that I see who are struggling. Mm. And, and, and change sometimes happens very slowly, you know, and it's frustrating. I mean, if you look in South Africa, there's a lot of things that need to change so that our society could be more equal, more inclusive towards uh, everyone. But I see a lot of brave men and women standing up and voicing their opinions and being brave enough to stay in that uncomfortable environment. Because to be honest, if you want to change something, sometimes growth pains comes with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of things with the family as well. Sometimes when you, you hit your teenage years, you find your own opinions, you read your own books, you watch your own movies and YouTube videos, and you read the Bible on your own, and you have your own critical questions, and you change your opinion of your parents as well. So uh, it's a big step 
to not have the same opinion as your parents because a lot of people are just too scared to differ from them because they shy away from the conflict. Um, there can be a lot of conflict if you don't agree with your parents. So true. I would like to ask, what are your hopes for this now that the study has been completed and would you like churches and fa- what would you like churches and families to do with this information? I really hope that parents would realize how important they are for our future. Mm. But, uh, specifically with the younglings, I mean, a lot of times uh, you hear people saying to children, okay, no, the adults are talking now. Uh, please uh, don't, don't make a noise or people don't bring the children to church because they're scared of making noise or the baby's going to cry. It's so essential that they are there because they're part of the community. I mean, they're part of us. And if you tell someone they're not welcome because they are just a bit, a little bit different or a little bit of inconvenient to you, um, that, that can, can cause a lot of damage. And what the church can do is they can do practical things like Maybe have a family service that is family friendly. Maybe it's outside and the children can sit on the grass and they can play. Obviously it's, it's, it's context <laughs> as well. Not everyone has the convenience of having a luscious green field at the side of the church. But specifically looking where you are. Are you catering for families? Are parents receiving emotional support? What does the context of the family? Is someone maybe out of the job? Is there a lot of stress? You know, reaching out to the people. I think that's very crucial. And also for children who feel like they are not comfortable in the church for the parents, that's also okay. Go on your journey. Be brave enough to find your own faith in a church family that, that accepts you for who you are and helps you grow. That's mm-hmm. very important. Uh, obviously, growth pains comes with it. Mom and dad or maybe upset you go to a different church than they are going to, but take that risk. Um, be brave enough to do that. No, I think that's completely beautiful, like letting your kids experience their spirituality the way that they need to. Because lots of churches are very traditional. Lots of churches have a very strict way of working, and that just doesn't work with some personality types. I I think that's a very important message, just letting people be free to experience their faith the way they need to. And I think that's a good way of keeping people in churches and inspiring people to love churches and to attend. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just thinking about how... Um, I go to, sometimes when I visit my brother in Stellenbosch, I go to this church he goes to, and it's kind of a student, I'm using air quotes, for those who aren't on Facebook Live and can't see me, but it's kind of a student church. So they'll do things that maybe your parents won't necessarily like seeing in um, church, like, you know, smoke machines and singing funky songs, not hymns every Sunday. And you really do need to find a church that is good for you so that you can grow spiritually, so you can feel comfortable there, so that you can really join that community and grow. Because as fun as it is to stay on your parents' co-trails, eventually we do all need to find our own path. And it can be scary when that path doesn't look like the ones our parents may have set out for us. It's like you've said, Peter, growing pains suck, but sometimes (laughs) you need to endure that. And it's very important because... We can't just cancel each other. I, yeah. I think that's a sad thing about social media. There's so many apps. If you want to do one thing, you want to edit a, f- a photo, you can download a thousand apps, and if you don't like the app, you just delete it. And sadly, that's also happened with our personal relationships. If you don't like someone and, mm. and you don't like where you are now, I'm going to cancel you. And it's, it's very dangerous. We have to stay in a comfortability as long as it's, as it's safe and, and, it's, and it's actually you know, productive. Um, it's the same with the church. If you, if you do not like the environment, 
if it, 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 if, if it bothers you enough, you will do something to change it. Mm. Well, as much as this show jokes that we are all complicated houseplants, we aren't trees. You aren't planted. You can stand up and find a more mm. suitable environment for yourself. We are still houseplants. We're just, we're on legs this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're like on a tram that you can just pull to the different sides of the house for more sun. I love grow the better. visuals. Wow. Oh, Very comfy. Love that photo season. How do you say that? Photosynthesis. <laughs> you know, I just, I just put myself under the bus with that word. You know. It was a great interview mm. all the way through. Um, so, Peter, if anyone wants to contact you to maybe get your thesis, I'm pretty sure you're happy sending it. Finding anyone that's willing to read your thesis is always a great thing. Um, where can people contact you? I remember telling us the first day of class that uh, don't worry, nobody's <laughs> going to read this, so don't put too much pressure on you. But if you want to contact me, you can contact me with my email, peternell98 at icloud.com, or use my Instagram handle, peternell98. I feel like you should go back to those professors and be like, you know what? I spoke about my thesis on the radio. Yeah, mm. my job. It's like those rappers who <laughs> sort of approach their teachers and are like, you said I wouldn't be anything, but here I am. Look mm. at me now. Mm. Started from the bottom, I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go straight on into the mystery Bible quiz, y'all. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz. Alright guys, now it is time for the mystery Bible quiz. So the question for this week is what did Judas betray Jesus for? Um, mm. Zoe, would you like to give us the uh, phone number? Because my phone is frozen <laughs> and I can't see it on the side of the screen. Well, if you guys have the answer, please WhatsApp us the answer. That is, what did Jesus betray Jesus for? WhatsApp it to 081-729-1657. Alternatively, you can SMS it to 379- Eight eight and let's just—we would love to hear from you guys. You if you guys are tuning in just now, you just missed an amazing interview. But do not worry—you can check us out on Facebook Live, and we were there. But you know, the Facebook Live is still there, so you can go watch it. And the podcast for today's show hmm. will be up in two days as well at www.kpulpit.co.za. Yes, we'd love to see you guys there. So while you're thinking about what Judas betrayed Jesus for, and you're probably thinking it was a lot to betray Jesus for. Yeah, the whole Jesus. Right? I thought it was cloud, but it's not. Follow us on Facebook today. I am radio. We had a very interesting question for you guys that was a part of this week's Bible quiz. Yeah, so I will repeat the question for you guys. So it was, what did Judas betray Jesus for? And the answer to that was found in Matthew 26, verse 14 to 16. So, not to keep you guys waiting, the answer to that is 30 silver pieces. To all of you guys who guessed correctly, give yourselves pats on the back. He betrayed our Lord and Savior for 30 silver pieces only. I'm sure the economy must have been really bad back then for that to make sense to him. But some of the versions, like, it, it depends on the version of the story you're reading. He doesn't even betray him for anything, really. <laughs> so, I mean, the for clout thing that you said before <laughs> is valid in some of the other versions. So true. Now, let's hold on, head on straight to the happy health tip. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. 
It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. And that is not a lie. <laughs> I have to contradict that this week, though, because <gasps> this week's happy health tip is a dental health tip. Not directly, though. Too much chocolate isn't good for your teeth, but that's not what this week is about. So this week's tip is, what can you do to improve your dental health? Brushing your teeth with fluoride toothpaste is a good place to start. Fluoride, in the form we find in toothpaste, helps prevent tooth decay. Fluoride plays a role in the mineralization of your bones and teeth, which keeps them strong. It's so effective that the CDC, that's the Center of Disease Control, in America considers the fluoridization of water as one of the 10 great public health achievements of the 20th century. Our water in South Africa is currently not fluoridated, so getting it from toothpaste toothpaste is a great source. You do get it from food, but not in amounts that's really enough to look after your teeth. Hmm. So make sure the toothpaste you're using has fluoride in it. I know some people use DIY toothpaste as well, and those generally don't have fluoride in it. So just double check your toothpaste tube this week. Hmm, that's interesting. Get them healthy chompers. <laughs> healthy chompers. That's just, I wonder if it also exists in mouthwash, because I've recently Ooh, started using that again. There might be that as well. And the whole the whole issue of the fluoridated water, I, I, I went on like a bit of a, down a rabbit hole this week. In 2003, I think it was, um, South Africa said, okay, yeah, we'll start fluoridating our water. But there was not a public outcry, but people are like, no, you can't force us to have fluoride. So there was a bit of a debate. Even though American water is fluoridated as well as a bunch of European countries' water. So, yeah, it, it is proven to help your teeth. Please, guys, get some fluoride in your system. But, guys, guess what? We're at the end of the show once again. Mm. So quick how this day went by and the show. Wow. So just to recap, guys, we had a phenomenal interview today. A nice, happy health tip. Dental. Remember your fluoride. Remember your picnic spots for this week that's coming. We actually have really good weather this week. So this Mm. is a great week to go picnicking. And you can find us on Facebook at 729AM Cape Pulpit, as well as on www.capepulpit.co.za. Please follow us. Please check out our pages, check out our podcast and WhatsApp us. At 081-729-1657. Alternatively, you can also SMS us. If you have those SMS bundles, I used to get 100 a month. 37988. All right. And guys, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, signing out. out. Tweet us at I Am Y Movement.